0: Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
2: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Monday, maybe your Monday off with this being President's Day. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. In for the two pros and a cup of Joe crew. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz. It's uh, one pro and a cup of no, apparently, today. <laughs> Jeff is what we're rolling with, man. I like it. Yeah, that works. That How works. about this? What do you have? So that works, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It works. We'll, make it, we'll roll with that. If we look to the NBA, there was something interesting that happened over the weekend. So you have Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. Who on one side says, public trade demands are corrosive to the system, is what he said. This is, so when you have star players making public trade demands, I, I want to be out of here. I don't want to be in Brooklyn anymore, like Kyrie did. Adam Silver says, it's corrosive to the system. Meanwhile, you've got players like Kyrie and Kevin Durant, among others, that say, it's good for the NBA. It's fine. I'll give you a taste of what Kevin Durant had to say, and we'll compare notes. Here's KD. I don't think it's bad
3: for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got and the news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, just bring more attention to the league. And that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. So um, I think it's great for the league, to be honest. Teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time. Now when a player can you know, uh, kind of dictate where he wants to go and leaving free agency or demand a trade, it's just part of the game now. So I don't think it's a bad thing. It's bringing more and more excitement um, to the game.
2: You buy that, Jeff? What do you think about KD what he said right there?
3: Is there a 100% chance that he has Google alerts set up for himself? The way he talked about like <laughs> the engagement going up and like news articles right. mentioning <laughs> him when he get traded. Just like, "Oh, look, a Google alert the Phoenix Sun mentioned me, everybody." Um, <laughs> look, I, yeah, you're going to get more attention with public trade demands. Um, I I <laughs> The thing about it is it, it doesn't really bother me either way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a player's league. It, the players run the NBA, and so they're going to be able to to kind of get and control narratives better than other sports can. But here's the thing, though, is that Adam Silver, if, if you're upset about it, go go talk to the ownership that just trades the players as soon as they have trade demands, right? Yeah, that's
2: a good point. Like, sure, yeah.
3: If, if you don't want this to be the way the NBA is run, then – Don't have it run this way. Like, Mm -hmm. If you're an NFL player and you say, trade me, now, it's changed a little bit, but for a long time, NFL teams were like, yeah, no, we're not doing that.
2: They said that to Baker Mayfield initially. (laughs) Remember, that wasn't that long ago. Baker went to the Browns and said, trade me. You guys are flirting with Deshaun Watson. I'm out of here. And they were like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. Now, they landed Deshaun, and then they traded him, but initially, they're like, no, tough.
3: Yeah, we're we're not doing that. Um, And... But the NBA allows guys to be traded when they have trade demands. And so if the ownership – if if the Nets ownership was like, yeah, we're not trading you, Kyrie, well, let's stop, that would stop Kevin Durant from you know asking out, right? <laughs> like yeah. it, it would – so if NBA owners did not acquiesce all the time to trade demands, we'd see less trade demands. Yeah. But to me, this is what the sport is. It's a player's sport, right? It's a sport controlled by the players. And so – you know, there are super teams that are that are formed. There are teams that you know players wanted to play with other, well, other players like them. We give them an opportunity. You know, Kevin Durant. It was his press conference the other day when he got to Phoenix, um, talking about you know being able to play with with Paul Booker and Aiden, like the ability to play kind of on this super team again, which he's really only played for right—the Thunder and the Warriors and the Nets—and now in in Phoenix. You know, this is what. This is what the NBA is, and yeah. so it doesn't really bother me. I mean, you know, Kevin Durant is certainly right. It does, it does give the NBA more oh, attention. Man. I'm not sure the attention is always uh, positive attention, but he's right. Attention is attention, though. I mean, more people talk about the NBA when Kevin Durant gets traded than when not, than when he doesn't get traded.
2: Yeah, I I certainly see both sides of this because I can see from the player standpoint saying, "Let me get this straight." So ownership has the power to trade us whenever they want, as long as there isn't a no trade. Uh, clause, and most players don't have that. You have to be around for a while to be able to even qualify for something like that. So if ownership wants to trade you, we're we're traded. So they have power, and we have power too now, so fair is fair. If we can exercise some of our power and force our way out, then yeah. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, Schwartz, right? Like That's what we're saying here. But the other side of that is ownership is saying – it's And it's the point that Adam Selver is, is highlighting is public trade demands. If you publicly say that, you don't go to the organization and say, hey, man, I, I want out of here. But the media doesn't know about it. It's a lot, there's a big difference between going public and saying, get me out of here. I want out sure. of here. And that hurts the value you can get in return. So I understand that side of the argument yeah. also.
3: Yeah, look, what's hurting the NBA is the load management issue, not – players you know publicly demanding trade requests right like that i mean that of course you know the doing so demanding trade requests obviously know, putting it in the media depending on what market you're in definitely helps right there's obviously players wouldn't do it um you know it doesn't help because you know the the, the nets owner gets mean tweets sent his way i mean he, he didn't care about that mm-hmm. but you know the pressure becomes you know more public from a bunch of people when Kyrie Irving says I want to trade, right? Just it just does when you say it publicly and you make it known, and it becomes more pressure to get it done because then the questions become asked nonstop to you, right? They become asked to your players and your coaches and your staff members and the ownership, and it just becomes an endless mm-hmm. cycle of why are you trading them, when are you trading them, what you know, what's your thought process? It becomes a distraction you don't want, right? Sure, but to me, the load management issue is is a far bigger problem for the NBA than publicly players publicly demanding trades um, and that I don't have a solution for that other than shortening the season up, which I don't want to do because then everyone makes less money. But, you know, not knowing who's playing in a given night. I'm going to my first NBA game this weekend. Uh, normally you know, I, I kind of hold off on NBA games till football's over. I just don't have time. And, you know, the Hornets stinks. I'm not really worried about who's playing for the Hornets, but like, you know, I, I just don't know. The visiting team's going to play all their starters. It kind of sucks. Like, uh, well, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, right. I, I, if that's your first game, you you want to see the best so, at their like, best. The you, last you you went know. to
3: was the was Lakers two years ago, and AD and LeBron both didn't play. Well, yeah. Like, I'm not going again to Lakers. I, I, I didn't go this year. I didn't want to go. It was on. It was on the same. It was January second, so it was the same day as the Rose Bowl. I wasn't going. It wasn't missing football for. And LeBron played and scored like forty five points too. It was like a great game for LeBron. But like, I wasn't sure. Like, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I, uh,
2: that's tough, right? Like, you just it, don't know. And what do you do as a league if if a team says, uh, you know, he's got a calf soreness, he's nothing. got some back tightness? So you like, are like, were they going to say no? He doesn't. We know that's BS. Like, they can't. It
3: comes down. To, it, it really comes down to the player pride in wanting to play. Yeah, it's really it. It. There's there's, no, there's nothing the league can do. There really is nothing. Um, you you can't, because you can't, to your point, like the injury report, you just say you have a sore ankle, a sore foot, yeah. my wrist is sore, my, it hurt my finger. Like, <laughs> and the league cannot dispute that. that that's not worth disputing. Um, you know, the NFL recently, the, the NFL fined, uh, Cam Jordan of the Saints, $50,000 for faking an injury in a game. Uh, yeah. Like a week 16 game. They, they rescinded the fine kind of quietly about, a, about, I think, during Super Bowl week. And the reason they rescinded the fine is, you know, they the Saints said he was hurt. I mean, how do you dispute that? Now, do I think he was faking the injury? It, it looked like he
2: was okay <laughs> was a defensive it, quote who was like go yeah. down like wave yeah. it go down right yeah. now Tom Brady's on now, the field
3: but again like if if the Saints staff said yeah he he had a cramp or yeah his foot was hurting him mm-hmm. how do you actually how dispute do, that the answer is how you do you don't. prove it yeah you, you, you don't you, you don't prove that so if you're if you're let's use LeBron and he's sitting out in a game and the and the Lakers say yeah he's got a sore foot
2: how, how do you just right? prove that. And that's the thing is it's one thing if it's during the game and let's just say there was a, a penalty attached to it. It's a 15-yard penalty. Uh, I mean, That's going to stand. You can't go back in time and redo that. But if it's a fine, yeah, that can be disputed, and you got to prove it. And the NFL can't. Um, but that's the thing. If you apply it to NBA standards, when it becomes a fine, when it becomes a punishment after the game – like you got to have something to support that. I, if you there's some sort of punishment during the, I don't even know how you do that. What can you do? You you hit it. It comes down to player pride. And if players see the benefits of taking some nights off where they're fresh for the playoffs, they're extending their careers, it makes way more sense to make more money in the long haul. Like if they see all the reasons to load manage why wouldn't they you know and if there's no punishment there's no deterrent it's just going to continue to happen
3: and there's no deterrent right because they're making money hand over fist right like there's no there's no reason you know they're making tons of money people are watching the nba um and there's no they don't there's no they, they don't see any punishment from this like fans are still like again there's Oh, oh, Jeff Schwartz doesn't go to a game. Oh my God! We have to change the policy because Jeff Schwartz doesn't go to one game a year now, right? Like, uh-huh, you, know I mean? yeah. like you know, like, oh, he doesn't spend the two hundred dollars to get good Laker tickets when the Lakers show up in Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like, it's not enough. It's not enough. But, I, but you know, but I really do feel bad. Like, I can afford. I'm lucky in a position where I can afford to like. Okay, I spent two. It was took hundred fifty bucks right. on a ticket. Oh, I guess it was my son was there too. So five hundred dollars on tickets, right? I can luckily I I can afford that. I can afford that to like that my experience to be crummy, but a lot of people can't, right? Right. If you're if you're ever you know if you're if you save up all year to go to one game, and that one game is to watch so and so come to town, and that player doesn't play, yeah, that stinks, man. That's rough. That's terrible, and you're you're gonna lose that fan. You're gonna lose that fan because your star did not play and I feel bad for that for that family that spent all the thousand dollars to tickets and and driving and and fuel and and food and, and whatnot, hotel maybe. To, That's to a tough conversation
2: too. You were talking earlier, Jeff, about like expen- explaining the the end of uh, the Daytona 500 to your kid and you know NASCAR in general or like why you were good enough to not have to play in the XFL where you made it to the NFL I've and all had. that. Yeah. yeah, but if you're having a load management conversation with your eight-year-old... That's not a conversation you want to have as a dad, you know? And there are a lot of dads having those conversations, man. I'm curious what you think about the playoff picture, though. If you look at the West and how a lot of these teams are jumbled yeah. up, you start looking at this thing, Nuggets in first place right now, they're certainly going to be a tough out. The Suns, now that they have KD, he's expected to play this week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Kyrie now in Dallas with Luka. And I think the wildcard team, the Clippers – Clippers are a deep team. They have their stars in Kawhi and Paul George back, but we're talking about the load management thing. Do they have the chemistry, the continuity? When they're taking a lot of nights off, I can't wait for the playoffs in general, but especially out west.
3: So the you West know, Denver continually fails in the postseason. I don't know how you can really believe in them, even though that they're the one seed right now. Like, what about their past makes you feel like they can beat the Suns, right? I I I don't like. I don't know. I mean, like, right? Like, it's not, not, it, Hope and, and prayer and wishing. I mean, the Suns' depth, possibly. But you put the Suns together, and this next 22 games, they have 22, 23 games left, is about finding their rhythm, right? With Durant, with Chris Paul, with Booker and Aiden, and kind of finding the rhythm. Now, they, they're going to play seven guys, eight guys. That's about all they have. But in the playoffs, that's all you need, right? You yeah. need more than that. So yep. it's finding the rhythm. Now, they're going to probably get no higher than – the three seed but doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter like just get Mm -hmm. in the playoffs feel good about yourself and then just make it happen in the playoffs how about the warriors get steph curry back at some point just like last year right get healthy and then boom take off the lakers the lakers are two out of the playing game they probably won't get out of the playing game range they're probably between seven and ten but i think they make the playoffs how about them they just beat the pelicans finally with a full kind of healthy roster if they get all their guys playing, playing in the right direction, all healthy, oh, of course, always a question with, with, with AD yep. and LeBron, they're going to be a playoff team. Now, are they winning the championship? No. no. But are you telling me that the Nuggets don't want to see the Lakers in round one?
2: I know it, right? And- I know. Can you imagine? Like, your <laughs> round one matchup, you might have uh, the best record in the league. It's possible. Nuggets are right there. If you have the number one seed in the West – and you have to face a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, a healthy D'Angelo Russell. There are a lot worse, <laughs> there are a lot better situations in yeah. your first round matchup than that.
3: Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot. The West is a, is a ton of fun to see kind of where these teams pan out. As I mentioned earlier, the Kings probably don't stay the three seed, but they're in the playoffs. So they'll break the, a, a big playoff big playoff streak. Uh, the Pelicans, I'd imagine, fall out without Zion in there as well. And the Eastern yeah. Conference is really. In my opinion, I mean, it's a three-team race, but really the Celtics and Bucks are the two teams I I see coming out of the East at the moment, Um, just because the Sixers can kind of same with the the Nuggets, right? Like, great great regular season, kind of fool's goal in the postseason.
2: I think that uh, in the West, you're going to get a lot of Suns predictions, not just because you think they've got a ton of top-end talent, which they do, but... You just don't want to sound like an idiot if you're wrong. You know, I think there are a lot of picks that are made that way where you don't want the Suns to make it to the finals when you picked the Nuggets or the Clippers, you know what I mean? So I think there are a lot of people who are just going to roll with the Suns. For worst case scenario, if they're wrong, they don't sound like a moron. If that's well, I mean, the way it ends but up, you have,
3: but you have one of the best point guards of all time, right? Who's obviously aging a little bit, Chris Paul. But you have the best player in the NBA, Kevin Durant. I mean, like that's not a bad yeah. combination. Then you have Devin Booker, and then you have Aiden. Like you have a, a good core group of players. I mean, it's easy to pick them if they're playing good basketball and, and healthy yeah. entering enter the playoffs, that's the recipe, right? Like you typically have to have two Hall of Fame players to win a championship. That's sort of like the 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 baseline to to win to win a championship. Dever doesn't have that as of right now, right? Um and the Suns do and, and I can see why people would pick the Suns to win to win the championship. Plus they've been there, like right? they've been close. Haven't been able to pull off quite yet Every, you know, adding Kevin Durant gets them even closer.
2: The final push here after the All Star break is going to be a lot of fun. And you mentioned the Warriors, the defending champs. It's crazy. I know they've had their injuries. Steph Curry's missed a lot of time. We get it. But to be five hundred right now, twenty two and seven at home, seven and twenty two on the road. Like we know they're the Warriors and they're the yeah. defending champs and all. Best a seven series when you don't have home court. Is that yeah, going to be a deep run for them this season? It's not. They,
3: they kind of strike me as a team that. Is like disinterested in
2: the regular season. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, like, I just it doesn't just, feel like the season where they just turn it on, where it's like no probably playoff not, time. I mean, Steph's back, we're good. <laughs>
3: yeah, but it's Steph Curry. Like you get, I the, hear the Squad back. Yeah, uh, you, you're probably not betting against the Warriors. Um, in uh, but the West is going to be so much fun in the postseason, man. It's going to be great.
2: Can we get uh, Warriors Grizzlies first round matchup? Can we oh, make it's, that happen? Be so great. That would be love tremendous. It so much. That's the one reason why I'd want Dylan Brooks to be around. <laughs> if, if playing the Warriors everything else. I'm done. I'm done. He's costing me too much money. I bet I on it. him. He it. stinks. I, I bet against him. He's good. I don't know. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, coming up next. The recent past might not allow teams to be honest with themselves. We'll explain. I'm Brian Though He's Jeff Schwartz. It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. We're in for the guys here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever seen. Get he's been still on the of. Off the show. Off oh, the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio in for the two bros and a cup of Joe crew. Coming to you live from the tire studios. You know, Jeff, I was thinking about this where, man, timing matters in sports. We all know that, especially in the NFL draft where there are some years where you might be picking first, and Andrew Luck is right there, or Trevor Lawrence is right there. There are other years where that's not the case. And I was just thinking about a couple of teams where sometimes the recent past doesn't allow you to be completely honest with yourself. Where Take a couple of teams. Take the Colts, for instance. Let's say the Colts, if they're being brutally honest, they arrive at the conclusion of, yeah, we don't really love any of these rookie quarterbacks. Enough to jump up from number four to number one, right? Where we mentioned Bryce Young is a, a smaller guy. Is he going to be durable? CJ Stroud, maybe you're like, eh, he was great against Georgia, but eh, yeah, not sold. You, you're you in a position right now where you really can't, because of your recent past, go with a veteran quarterback. It hasn't worked out. You went from Wentz to uh, Matt Ryan, you started it off with Philip Rivers. That city will revolt if you don't have one of the top rookie quarterbacks. If you're honest and you don't believe that's the path, I-, I don't know if you can be honest with yourself. And I'll give you another team, the Jets. The Jets are the polar opposite of the Colts. The Jets have had all these rookie quarterbacks that haven't panned out. And so they're looking for a veteran. If they're honest with themselves, they might arrive at the conclusion of, well, we'd have to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and he might be around for a year or two. We could get Derek Carr, and that's helpful, but how helpful? Maybe they think getting a rookie is the better way to go, but based on their swings and misses with Darnold and Zach Wilson, they really can't do that either. So I love how the recent past does affect the thinking right here and now.
3: Well, I I think – there are uh they're in different you know different areas so so the jets right now, look the jets have a roster that screams, "Let's add a veteran, yeah, right like we add a veteran and boom, we're off and running, like we have a defense, we have young skill players we still need to add a couple more, we have an offensive line, we need to build the offensive line a little bit more, but we have kind of the the the, the the bones of a good roster. We just need to add a quarterback, right? Yeah. You know, to, to a lesser degree, it's what Tampa did with Tom Brady. Very lesser degree, right? Right. <laughs> like, it, or it's like, like, we,
2: uh, like Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. a couple of years ago when like, they get Tannehill. That's it, kind of where you're at. Right. Right.
3: Like, like we, we sort of have the 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 bones of this. We need to go. You we know, got make it happen, right? Um, and but you have the Colts that don't really have the same kind of structure of their team plus they've struck out now multiple times in a row with these veteran quarterbacks and it's time to move on from Andrew Luck like for years they have been stuck on Andrew Luck retiring it's been mind-blowing to me how many times they have mentioned Andrew Luck retired like we get it it's five years ago now (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> get over it. Move, By the way, I, are the Niners, Niners going to be saying the same thing about the NFC title game and having quarterbacks banged yeah, up? Is it going to be a five-year it, period it, we it, have to yeah, keep hearing from them?
3: Yeah, we're here like in 2032. Remember the time Brock Purdy broke his, <laughs> broke his arm against Eagles? <laughs> um, like, it just like, just, it, it feels like they're finally admitting, okay, it's time to move on from Andrew Luck and get ourselves an, an actual, an actual, you know, quarterback now, young quarterback. Plus, their head coach, the new head coach Shane Steichen, has worked well with young quarterbacks, right? Whether it's Justin Herbert or with Jalen Hurts, so it makes sense to go get yourself a young quarterback, whether it is Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or anyone else. Get yourself a young quarterback. So you know these teams are in different positions, and that's why they're going after different players in the draft. Um, and that, it, that's that's how we look at these spots. It's it's where your team is at the moment, and what type of quarterback you're looking for and where your coaching staff is. Like, like for example, Robert Sala, the the Jets head coach, like, if he doesn't win this year, he's out. He's out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a rookie quarterback is not the way to go there. Where, again, Shane Steichen in Indianapolis, he's new. He's brought in to develop a quarterback. He has two or three years to do that. And that's why one's going young and one's going veteran. Now, the Jets strike out of Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, they're probably in a world of hurt. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably next up probably not, doesn't inspire much confidence, but that he's next up. And that's where you run into, I think, where you're like, "Eh, we kind of don't have much of a plan and we're kind of in a a bad spot
0: right now.
2: Yeah, I would, uh, you know, I think it comes down to a lot of times, are you making this move, fill in the blank, because you really believe this is the move? Or are you just gambling? You know what I mean? Like, we do this all the time, Jeff, with the show we did, Countdown to Kickoff, where we're talking about football and mixed with gambling. There are times as a gambler, right, you got to be honest with yourself. Are you betting on this game because you really believe this will be the outcome? You've got, a, you've got data to back it up. You've got a gut feeling. Yeah. You've got reasons to make, or are you just flipping a freaking coin and you're gambling right? because there are a lot of moves when you're thinking about going with a quarterback I could see the Colts saying you know we're kind of talking ourselves into Bryce Young we don't really believe it we, we gotta gamble we gotta just go for it You know, I could see the Jets doing the same thing so they can only be honest with themselves but oh, I yeah. guarantee you there are a lot of organizations that they talk themselves into, into stuff because they just want it to be the reality when deep down they know they're just gambling here
3: well i i would i would argue that almost every first round quarterback is is a gamble right but it, this comes back to sort of you know, in a big picture of of how you of kind of your just franchise is set up right where you have a situation where a guy you know where like the chiefs have Alex Smith but then are also able to then get Pat Mahomes right they yeah. sort of have a succession plan in place and they they kind of plan ahead where if you're the Colts, yes, Andrew Luck retired on you, surprisingly. <laughs> but they've been kind of paralyzed since then, right? Yeah. Um, and so they're they just have not had a succession plan. Um the Jets had a plan. They just drafted a bad quarterback in Zach Wilson. Yeah. And again, like that's the gamble you take. And this is the hard part. Like, I feel like I could have told you Zach Wilson wasn't very good. Mm. Um, you know, you convince yourself because you need a quarterback so badly in the draft, you convince yourself that Zach Wilson is more than he was on film. I mean, this is what Zach Wilson was on film, guys. He's exactly the same player he was in college. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it as well in the draft process. You have to look at yourself and say, okay, Will Levis, are you what you are in film or can you get better? And the thing about that's hard is like we see guys like Josh Allen that become these outliers, that become so much different than they were in college and you think that you you can you can do that, you can you can make that change on your team, yeah, and it's just hard it's just hard to to really do that in, in reality and it, and it, that makes the drafting process so difficult
2: it, it is so difficult, and it's amazing because you know you give it two or three years after the draft, and we all have the answers. It seems so obvious afterward, but going into this season's draft. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a firm sense on all these guys? You can't. No, there's no way. Like, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Like, you can have some strong opinions, but go back. Like, think back to the Mahomes draft. Mitch Trubisky was drafted second overall. The Bears moved up to get Mitch. And Mahomes went 10th and Sean Watson went 12th. Like, so, no one so was I, losing their mind on draft day, but give it a couple of years, and it's well, so obvious after the fact. So I made
3: the argument in that draft that the Bears did not screw up by by not drafting Mahomes. They they screwed up by not drafting Deshaun Watson, who mm-hmm. was a known commodity at that point. Like yeah. Deshaun Watson was known to be like his college film was really good, and he was he was just you know like, we we knew he'd be good in the NFL. It was consensus he'd be good in the NFL. They jumped the line to to draft someone with one year of decent yeah. film in college. Right, Mahomes. I don't. I think he's obviously one of the best players. He will be one of the best players of all time at that position. Yeah, but no one thought that. Maybe Andy Reid did, but no one thought that when they drafted him, right? Like, no. Deshaun Watson was the Bears' mistake, not Pat Mahomes.
2: Yeah, that was Dabo. Remember Dabo saying he passed on Michael Jordan, and he, he had won a championship at Clemson. Yeah, right? like he was the real deal. So. Yeah, but even with that being said, when he was drafted, it was like, well, he had the torn ACL, and well, this, well, that. And now it's just, you know, to compare Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson on the field, it's not even a fair fight. It's it's crazy how there are curveballs that come at you sometimes. And look, look, if you compare Mahomes to Mitch Trubisky on draft night, we didn't know there was going to be the separation that it turned out to be. But here we are, you know? So I think we have all the answers after the fact. But heading into the 2023 draft, there's a lot more, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know. But three years from now, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I knew. I, I knew that. Whatever. <laughs> Anthony Richardson had the tools to be this special or however it turns out, man. We have all the answers after the fact. I'll tell you someone who has all the answers right now, and it's in the present. That would be Eddie Garcia, who's with us. Eddie, what's going on, man?
1: That is a quality transition on your Thank part, you. Brian. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yep. Uh, NBA All Star Game. We had Team Giannis outscoring Team LeBron one eighty four to one seventy five. Jason Tatum All Star Game record fifty five points. Celtics star is named the MVP of the game. LeBron James did not play in the second half. He suffered a finger injury trying to block a shot and hit his finger on the rim. Says he's going to be fine. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the other captain, only played twenty seconds at the start of the game, then left with a wrist injury that he suffered last Thursday. He's reportedly traveling to New York. Today to undergo further testing. Top 25 college basketball, you had the number two and number three teams in action. Second ranked Houston, a win over Memphis, 72 64. Cougars are 25 2 on the season. Best record in Division I men's basketball. Number three, Purdue handling Ohio State, 82 55. 23rd ranked NC State, a winner over North Carolina, 77 to 69. At auto racing, Daytona 500, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets his first ever Daytona 500 victory. Won it under a yellow flag after uh, there was a wreck on the final lap. It was the longest Daytona 500 in history with 212 laps completed in golf john rom wins the genesis invitational he reclaims the number one spot in the world golf rankings in the process finished 17 under par two shots better than max homa tiger woods finished tied for 45th place 16 shots off the lead some nhl games to note you had the avalanche rallying to beat the oilers 6-5 in overtime devils beat the jets 4-2 was the wild edging the predators 4-3 and the blackhawks surprised the maple Leafs 5-3 behind a Hat trick from Patrick Kane. Now back to... Oh, actually, one second. Progressive, making things easier. (laughs) They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE now. Back to Jeff Schwartz and Brian Owen, the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios.
2: Good stuff, Eddie. Very professional. I like that. Nice. But first, before tossing it over to you, a little word from Progressive, I like it. Uh, by the way, Jeff, we were talking, I had to bring this up, your, your best buddy in the sports world, Aaron Rodgers, who just can't get enough of the limelight, but you won't hate me for this question. What do you think the price tag would be for Aaron Rodgers if a team trades for him? That's a good question.
3: Um, I have no idea what it would be. I would imagine some first-round picks. Yeah. One, maybe, right? At I mean, least one, one got be. Minimum. Yeah. Um, more than that, I, I just don't know if if you'd be willing to do that because you just don't know how many years you're going to have with Rodgers. I, I don't know if it's worth more than that, right? Like, if you, you just can't, I think, justify – Giving up multiple years of first round picks for a quarterback that might not play more than one season.
2: Yeah. Well, think about that too. If he went, let's just use a team for an example. Let's say the Jets, okay? If uh, the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are thinking, okay, you give us a first round pick, you got to sweeten the deal here a little bit because you got a quality defense. You're going to be in playoff contention. Let's say you make it to the playoffs. We're picking in the 20s, you know? So we're going to get a pick in the 20s for Aaron Rodgers? Like we need more than that. Exactly. I would love to know the price tag for him.
3: So, I, I, look, I would, imagine, I would imagine like the Jets and Packers have talked. I can't imagine that no one's talked yet. I mean, I have to imagine there's been some conversation like, like what would it cost to get, you know, to get Aaron Rodgers to New York already? I mean, you have to be planning for that. Because you, you're meeting with Carr. Like there is, theres There's got to be some sort of planning effort underway to figure out what it would cost to get these quarterbacks into your system. into your your building.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, man, but that's a... (laughs) When you really start doing, when you get down to it, it's one thing to be like, ah, trade for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, what does that entail? You know, because you not only have to pay the guy, you got to trade, I would say, multiple assets, like legit assets for the guy. And then you get into this, is this a one-year rental? Are we going all in for one year? Maybe two years. I mean, I... I'm really curious how this how this shakes out. We know Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing, right? That would be the curveball of curveballs. He's curve playing balls.
3: somewhere. I just yes. don't know where. Yeah. that somewhere is going to be. Yes, he's absolutely going to be in the NFL somewhere.
2: Yes, it's too much money to walk away from. Oh, And he yeah. loves the limelight. And, What's he going to do to get this type of attention? And
3: he, yeah, and I don't, and I don't think he, he doesn't feel like a guy that feels very close to retirement.
2: No, he doesn't. At least for one more year. At the very least for one more year. All right, coming up next. Oh, but first, I'm doing my idiot impression. Still overpaying (laughs) for a razor in this economy? Gross! With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. All right, coming up next, The Forgotten Man and The Schwartz Scale. Huh? Schwartz ranking how funny some funny audio actually is. We'll get to that. I'm Brian, though. He's Jeff Schwartz. We're in for Two Pros and a Cup of Joe right here on Fox Sports
0: Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: I'm Brian Though he's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio, in for two bros and a cup of Joe. Live from the TireRack.com studios, Hey, props to the crew today, huh? Ethan Miller, her trusted producer, Mark Ramsey, technical producer extraordinaire, Eddie Garcia. Always good to hang with Eddie. So great job by the crew, as always. We're also brought to you by Progressive. Progressive is making things even easier They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And now it's time for the Progressive Play of the Day.
1: Corner three, circles out, no good. Tipped and an offensive rebound to Lillard. Dame time from the hash. Hits it! Damian Lillard, the game-winning three. Team Giannis with the win. Dame time, pointing to the wristwatch, the imaginary
2: wristwatch. There you go on ESPN radio, little Dame time to close it out. They were, I was, uh, I was watching this Jeff because, well, there was nothing else really on. And, uh, they kept on shooting half court shots as the other team kept inching closer and closer and closer. And then Dame said, all right, let's go home, hit the three. And that was that. So, uh, yeah, there you go. It was was riveting, riveting. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, a huge smile on your face with that entertainment value there. But Again. there were some, uh, some funny moments. Uh, you might have caught this or not, but I want to break out the debut of the Schwartz funny meter. Okay. okay. The Schwartz scale. On a scale from 1 to 10, it's a funny moment involving Charles Barkley on TNT. Ten. <laughs> you might have it as it did. Check this out first. Here you go. Chuck.
1: Yes, did, sir. What did, you, what did you think of LeBron's selections among the reserves? Man, ain't no bad picks today. All these guys are great. Why does it sound like you're drunk? You all right? No, man. It's my mic. No, it ain't the mic. It's, it's, you. it's the mic. you. Hey, Mark Cuban. <laughs> I see you down there. You all right? Yes. Hey. Right. What the hell are you drinking? <laughs> No man, it's my mic. I got a delay. <laughs> no, yeah, that's you, always Patron. blame it
3: on the equipment,
1: Chuck. Give me- I want to thank
3: Patron for sponsoring Chuck <laughs>
2: today. <laughs> are you sticking with the ten there?
3: Yeah, it's always a ten when those guys are talking. It's oh, the
2: man. best studio show. It really is hilarious, man. And then the uh, the end here of the uh, like, All Star game. I
3: saw a tweet by the way that said that the All Star games should be replaced. What, with just inside the NBA crew playing Monopoly <laughs> with real money.
2: <laughs> That's a great tweet. Yeah, you know what? The ratings might be better. That would be tremendous. How about this? This is a funny uh, quote from Giannis. Check this out.
3: So, what's it feel like to finally, to finally win this thing? Winner, winner,
2: chicken dinner. Well,
3: that was worth the wait. <laughs>
2: winner winner chicken dinner from Giannis over there we winner, winner okay. chicken dinner okay zero zero
3: chance he actually knew the reference at all he just heard like popular <laughs> popular like culture say that phrase before
2: yeah he's, he said it it's incredibly funny good yeah. job Giannis. You've probably you've seen the movie Twenty One, yes, with Kevin Spacey. and All yes. it was a really good movie, but yeah, part of it there from
3: winner winner chicken Yeah, but that one hundred percent, he had just heard that in popular culture and just said it in that moment.
2: Yeah, I that's love a ten it. for me, man. You go ten on 10, both of yes. them, well, those. Well, well, Ernie's splendid.
3: response was the best, of course.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that was worth the wait over there. Now, some would feel this is we're out of the short scale uh, realm right here. Some would say this is funny or like a hot take or anything. I didn't get this. This is Jabari Smith, plays for the Houston Rockets, and you'll hear the audio. He's asked about taking on 60 year old Michael Jordan in a game of one on one. So listen to this answer from Jabari.
0: Me and my Michael Jordan at what fifth sixty? Yes. Me? What? How old is he? I think he's in his early, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, he's not beating me right now, no. He's 60 today. I'm beating Today's his birthday. Okay, happy birthday, MJ. I'm, I'm, I'm beating you in one-on-one right now. You're beating him one-on-one right for now? For sure. 11, is he getting any percent. buckets on you to 11?
2: Might make something, I mean, but I don't know. I don't think he, he's not beat me for sure. If a 60-year-old beat me, I need to, I need to hang it up.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's he's a right. one because Jordan is for sure beating him now.
2: Oh man! Yeah, what would be the score? That's my question. Like
3: if Jordan, like, so you give Jordan, like, a, how much time does he get to prepare for this? A month? Well,
2: let's give him. Uh, let's give him. Let's give him six months. You know, Jabari Smith's a young guy. Let's I, I give him think, enough it'd be, time. It'd be
3: like eleven to six. Jordan? Yeah. You're going? J- no, are you I, really? I, I, I mean, look, I, Jabari probably wins because of the age difference, but like yeah. the fascination with trying. To, like, say you can beat Jordan and things is so funny to me. Like, congratulations, you beat a 60-year-old. You can beat 60-year-old Jordan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to me, the fascination is believing that the 60-year-old guy would win. Like, this I, I, is a I, young I, twenty, I, early I, 20s I, NBA hey. guy. He would crush uh-huh.
3: Jordan. I put, my, I put I put some what, – what's the line – what would we get Jordan at? Plus what? What do you think?
2: Oh gosh, in a race to 11, Jordan, well, just because of the Paul Bunyan fascination, it should be like plus, like 2000, it should be 20 to one for Jordan, but it'd probably be like plus, I don't know, 650 or something just because he's this,
3: sign me up, (laughs) sign me up, (laughs) I'll put, I'll put some of that, that money I, I didn't win during football season on that. Give me some of that. I'll take man. some of my, my, chief, my Chiefs money that I won two weeks ago, but I've been looking to, to invest that somewhere. Give me Jordan on the, on the money line against a 20-year-old in basketball. Man,
2: I love Jordan, but he's 60 and he would get smoked. But I would pay to watch that, man. By the way, while we're talking gambling, let's put a bow on it like this. The the, the forgotten man, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback, has the torn ACL. Like Where does he go in the draft? Do you think he goes um, – in the second round, like if you're handicapping this, when do you think he actually goes when it's all said and done? Is he like 26? Yeah, he's about to be 26.
3: 25? Yeah. Uh, third day, day three, I think. Day
2: three? Okay. Yeah. Wow, fourth round at least. Interesting.
3: He's coming off an injury, and he's going to be 26. I just think that's yeah. a pretty big ask for NFL teams to draft a player who's that old coming off an injury.
2: Yeah, double whammy right there. Well, we'll end it with this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Fun hanging with you, Jeff. Everybody enjoy your day. Happy President's Day? Oh, 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 all
0: right.